People with the best social networks who sing in choirs, play instruments, go to church and take part in team sports all live longer and tend to be happier, studies have shown. But people who feel lonely or isolated, on the other hand, fare much less well and they're more prone to ill health. Now, a new study published this week in the journal PNAS and examining the immune systems of lonely people and monkeys has revealed why this might be. John Capitanio has been looking at both. We've known for a long time that loneliness is a risk factor for increased mortality and for increased risk of disease. What we don't know is the mechanisms by which the psychological condition of loneliness can lead to physical changes in our body and in our immune systems that can lead to disease. When you say that it's a risk factor, how big of an impact is it? There have been several studies that have demonstrated that loneliness is a risk factor for increased mortality. And in fact, a meta-analysis of a variety of those studies indicate there's a 40% increased risk for individuals that are lonely. People know, for example, that obesity carries with it a risk of early death. The risk for loneliness is actually double the risk for obesity. So we've got these population level figures that show it, it's bad to be lonely. But what you're saying is we don't actually understand why it's bad for you to be lonely. Right. So the question becomes, how does a psychological condition that individuals have lead to changes in our physiological systems that can then lead to poor health or disease? So who did you study and how do you know they're lonely? The essence of loneliness is what we refer to as perceived social isolation. So this is individuals that maybe within a social group have a social network, but for some reason they're dissatisfied with that. So at a very fundamental level, loneliness reflects a discrepancy between social interest or social desire on the one hand and your social attainment on the other hand. So if we frame it in that way, we can derive measures that enable us to study loneliness in non-humans, particularly species of uh, animals that are quite social by nature. And when you do this, what do you find in the measurements you make on, on both those groups, the humans and the monkeys? We're able to draw blood samples on both the humans and the monkeys, and we assess them for the uh, type of genes that are being expressed in white blood cells, which are a component of the immune system. And what we find in both lonely monkeys and in lonely humans is that the pattern of gene expression is shifted somewhat. So the genes that tend to get overexpressed are genes associated with inflammation. The genes that tend to get underexpressed are the genes that are associated with fighting off viruses and producing a good strong antibody response when some pathogen is encountered. We also find that in both rhesus monkeys and in humans, loneliness is associated with an increased number of monocytes, which is a particular type of white blood cell in the blood. Is it that the loneliness causes that to happen? Or is it the other way around? Because all you can say is that the two things at the moment are associated. You don't know which direction it's going in. That's right. And the human study was really kind of unique that we did. The study has been ongoing for a number of years, and individuals are assessed on an annual basis. So we're actually able to statistically model changes in gene expression being a consequence of loneliness. So if you score high on loneliness in one year, how is your gene expression changed a year later? But we can also look in the other direction as well. 
given your gene expression, can that predict loneliness a year from now or two years from now? And in fact, in the human study, that's exactly what was found, which was quite interesting. So the pattern of gene expression and loneliness seems to be bi-directionally related, suggesting that one can lead to the other. And what are the implications of this? What else have you learned from what you found? One of the aspects of uh, loneliness is that there is a continued sense of personal threat by individuals. And we think this is true of monkeys as well as of people. And this continued sense of personal threat gets translated into activation of the sympathetic nervous system, which then has some implications for how white blood cells develop in the bone marrow. And the kinds of white blood cells that we were seeing with both the humans and the monkeys are a specific kind of monocyte that's a very immature monocyte. So by understanding this sequence of events that seems to occur as a result of this psychological condition, we're hoping to better understand the step-by-step mechanisms that are involved and quite possibly identify some novel targets for intervention to try to mitigate the effects of loneliness.